Welcome to the Hummingbird Effect. Let us touch, move, and inspire you with our unfiltered, honest, life information that speaks to and nourishes your soul. With your host, Farika and Lakita. So what's today's sweet nectar? starting to record again and it's been such a long time that we don't even know how to record okay? <laughs> so let's just start there okay i know everybody's been missing us and they're like what happened uh, what's going on uh, when are you gonna see another episode well uh, yeah and, <laughs> and and then add in the fact that we don't even it's been so long we like how we do this again right well do we have how to turn the mic started? on wait a minute why does the mic sound like it's that? too loud like it's so much okay but it's been a journey. It's been a journey. And we've been away and we know that. And it was unannounced and it was a prolonged time out. But, you know, we're back. Yep. Hey. What's so, up? you know, it's, it's <laughs> me, Farika. Oh, I've changed my name. Oh, that's right. Go ahead. New Farika name. Farika B. Redux. Or redo. I think it's Redux because I looked up the French pronunciation and it wasn't any different. R-E-D-U-X. That's right. Redux. <laughs> As in revive, revitalize, bring back. Renew. That's what's happening. All right. And from this point on, y'all getting me back again. Revitalize, revive, bringing it back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm still the Energizer Bunny. <laughs> I don't know. That, the way you just said that, the, I'm still the Energizer. That sounds like a meek Energizer oh, Bunny. Oh, now you know better. Okay. All right. All right. I just, you know, I'm just hey, hey, okay. hey. hey. Now, sometimes it does take a long take a long time for you to realize that you need to focus on some self-care. Yes. And sometimes it takes, you know, a, a minute, maybe an hour, maybe a couple of hours. Maybe it just turns into some days. Yes. Okay. Weeks. Weeks. Months. months. Okay. <laughs> to realize Half that you are in a relationship <laughs> that you need to let go of. Right. Sometimes it just takes that time to focus on taking care of a loved one and sometimes time is taken out so that you can have time to grieve Mm -hmm. sometimes it just takes the time to find balance in relationships and partnerships and careerships and all of these are the things that actually literally occurred for us during our absence yeah so we could have shared this with you all and kept you on that journey and path as we were going through all of that stuff but you know First, you got to realize that you are even in this. And then you got to realize that you just need space for yourself, you know, to mm-hmm. process it all and to be able to present it to others. Yeah, you didn't want. You didn't want you the didn't raw want version. Us, no, yeah. I think it would have been more. <laughs> or, ah, I can't stand her. Right. <laughs> we fussing on the mic. Yeah, no, I don't. What are you saying? Why you say it like that? Where are you going with this? Why you mean it like that? I don't like it when you say things like that. Yeah, it, it wouldn't have been pretty. Welcome to the Hummingbird Effect, where innovation inspires innovation from one passion to another. I'm your host, Lakita, the bold voice, the energizer bunny, the workout queen, and still the mother of sunshines. I don't know how much shine they be. Anyway, um, <laughs> with my co-host. It don't matter what my name is. It don't matter. <laughs> I tried to explain it. Y'all probably didn't get it. It don't matter. But for those that didn't catch it the first time, 
It's Farika B. Redux. All right, Kittle Diddles. <laughs> <laughs> it don't matter. No, joking. The ageless voice, beauty expert, and Lakita just scrolled past this, and I don't remember who I am because <laughs> I need that. Keeper of receipts, a.k.a. human Google, because I love fun facts. Yay! Back for a new year. So we're back for a new year. Yeah, you just said it. Yeah. <laughs> I hit that record, Boner. She ain't even see that coming. See how she does. See, see, see how she does me. But nonetheless, mm-hmm. we are back for a new year, a new season. This is season three. Yep. Episode one. Mm-hmm. And we are going to keep the momentum this time, people. Yes, we we know. Okay? Gosh. <laughs> I mean, we had to go through some stuff that hey. made us pause. Exactly. But we're here, you know? Personally, you know, I mean, let's let's just go through it. Okay, so personally, I had a lack of motivation. How do you communicate anything when you're stressed? I mean, you can't. There is a form. It's called yelling and screaming and biting your hand and, and wanting to cuss people the hell out. Yeah. Well, you can't do that. Yeah, I can't have a whole episode of me cussing people out. We ain't or want that version. Stressed out conversation. Ah. Yeah. You know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> saying a new. No joke. <laughs> I'm just saying. I can't have a whole conversation stressed out. It doesn't look very well. It doesn't work off very well. And I mean, that's not inspiring. This whole thing is about being inspiring. Yes. <laughs> that wouldn't have been very inspiring yeah, yeah. at all. We were like, I'm not touched, moved, and inspired by nothing she just said. And I wasn't, I wasn't personally touched, moved, or inspired. And, you know, and it's like, how could I present that to our listeners? Um, and, you know... Unfortunately, I had to work through it because my way of working and dealing with stuff when I'm highly stressed is fuck the world, basically, excuse the language, F you, F them, who's next, and I can do this all by myself. I can figure it out by myself. I don't need nobody. Yeah, she's off with your head. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm the queen of hearts. Mm -hmm. I will cut you off, cut your head off, and be like, who's next, and go back to my little friendly game of cricket. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what it is? That's what it's called, cricket. Yeah, it is cricket. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was me. That personally was my reason for needing the pause. I needed the pause. I don't even know if I dictated it or or suggested it or if it just occurred, but I needed the break. I think it was a a mutually imposed pause um, because I became the lady on the run. You know, there was a lot of things that happened to me in 2019, uh, mainly an unexpected death. Um, nobody saw it coming and it just rocked. It rocked my world for a while. Um, and when things get to be too much for me, I run and not always literally, um, but emotionally and mentally kind of my way of checking out. I will become extremely busy doing and moving and keep constantly moving. So, you know, it was like, oh, let's go out. Let's let's take a trip. Let's go yeah. here. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's. There was no slowdown. There was She's no an escape artist. I am. <laughs> yes, an escape artist. And Houdini ain't got Jack. No joking. <laughs> <laughs> Houdini, Houdini ain't got nothing on me. No, but I I had to literally just had to kind of be out for a while, and you know, I check out. I mean, this checkout period is like, it became a cocoon. Like, it was a cocoon, cocoon for both of us. We kind of went in our own mutual corners. Yeah. You know, we separated, you separated yours, I separated the mine. 
you know, and now, you know, we have this journey that we can share with all of you. Yeah, so. but I think it's funny that you said you, you checked out. You're the check out and I'm the hell with you. I don't care. I don't need nobody. F you, F you, and F you too, right? Like, like, how do you how do you bring those two together? Exactly. I don't want to be here. I don't care. <laughs> well, fine then. You don't need to be here. I'll do this by myself. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, you can't bring that together. So, yeah. Here we are. And so, coming back, one of our focus, focus, one of okay. our focus. <laughs> focuses. One of the focuses. And that, that's really not right. Sorry for all you English majors. But, you know. I don't care. We'll get it together. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. One of our focuses for this year is journeys. Um, we are inviting others to even share their journey based on trending topics. Shit we just find interesting. Mm-hmm. And we'll inspire you. Yep. Okay, Either it has a direct effect on us or an innovative effect on you as the listener. For this episode, we are, you know, we opened ourselves up to bring you a journey about hair care and hair care issues as it relates to women and specifically to uh, the effects they have on black women. This discussion was kind of sparked as a result of another discussion that we had within our Possibility Hour group. Yes, Uh, we have a Possibility Hour group. Don't you wish you had one? (laughs) We're so special. We're so special. (laughs) (laughs) So we created this group with our invisible third member. Hey, Dana, shout out. (laughs) Because y'all know that's the running joke of this whole podcast, right? Like, we have a third member. Her name's Dana. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, and this time you're actually gonna get a you're actually to gonna hear get her, to actually right. meet and hear her. Yes, yes. <laughs> On this episode, definitely. Final, the finally and the funny part about it, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so we we created this group to hold each other accountable to accomplishing our goals in our personal journeys. We decided to do this based on a lot of things. I mean, it it really does help to have a group to kind of support you and to have somebody that's going to keep you honest, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. And, and we've done our own introspective work while we were gone. Yeah. We've been in seminars and stuff yeah. like that to help us with our getting back on top of this mm-hmm. and getting back to you. As we talked about in the last season about introspection. Yeah. Well, you got to do the work to say it. You, I mean, yeah. you can't just talk about it. You got to actually be about it sometimes. And that is true. That's what we did. We yeah, went we... and took some seminars over the break mm-hmm. for our own self introspection. Mm-hmm. So as a result of that, we created this possibility hour um, group. And Dana has also done some work like that. Coaching. So, yeah. So we together thought it would work for us to do it together. Yeah, it's it's good coaching. And I think that it's something to consider for others. Yeah. You know, look into it um, and to creating some sort of accountability group. Like, I even have accountability groups for my um, workout and stuff. Yeah. I have a couple of people in the class that we where we knew each other from the past and we are accountable for each other. Are we always good for each other? Not necessarily. <laughs> Go ahead, girl. Eat that piece of cake. Girl, I don't feel good. Okay, me neither, girl. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes we give up on each other, but the whole thing is to not. And when you see that one person, you know, wanting to be like, I don't want to do this or I'm, I'm really, this is so hard or whatever, whatever. Right. It's to kind of pull them through. So, yeah. yeah. Possibility hour group. Yeah. Yay. That just came out. So now we will present to you. I don't have nothing to say. I'm just done with that. You never, ever say that. The catch-up? No. Because we're saying it now. Right. Well, we don't need to say it. We just said it. Oh. Well, we don't need to say it. We never do. But anyway. Okay. (laughs) Catch-up time. (laughs) 
Dun, da, da, da. <coughs> we need some background for the. I know I, some I, transition gonna, music. No, I want. I want. In this, we're gonna try to figure out how to edit that in. I'm gonna yeah. edit in me some sound effects. All right, we yeah. got it. Anyway, brr, 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 brr. No. So we're gonna talk about <laughs> hair care. Yes, because it came up in a conversation in our, like we said, our possibility group, mm-hmm. and it came because we were talking about something that we saw on TV. In fact, it was no. Yeah, it was. It was a. Uh, that's right. It was on uh, Good Morning America. Yeah, it was on like mm-hmm. a lot of different news shows at the mm-hmm. time. Anyway, it got us thinking about black hair care, and specifically because it was something talking about the effects of our hair care practices on women. So mm-hmm. women in general, right? Let's yeah. just start there. In general, women do more practices on their hair. Right. They're straightening it, or for white women, they're perming it right. as in a permanent curl. Curl. Mm-hmm. As in black women, they're permanently straightening it, what we call a perm, which also is known as a chemical relaxer. Right. Right? Or the number one number one across the board damage that we all do. Color. Color. <laughs> right. Because who wants to be an old gray-haired broad? Is the stereotype mm. of our social construct. Mm-hmm. No one wants to see a woman age, according to society. Hair care is essentially a journey for every woman. Everybody has their own hair story. Everybody's had their hair journey since they were a baby and their mom started doing their hair. And Most until, definitely. Yeah, so. And as a hair care professional, I've no people from all types right right that have a hair story right yeah like for some white women they don't even remember their natural hair color because they've been coloring and blonding themselves so long right they don't even remember what their natural color is i yeah. mean seriously they or they would describe it as something like a mousy brown yeah and so to get away from a quote-unquote mousy brown they go blonde because that's the status of what is considered beautiful yeah you know a blonde haired person and then for you know everybody knows well not maybe not everybody but a lot of people know the story of of the black woman in america especially and around the world technically you know after colonization and slavery we were ashamed yeah so we wore hairstyles that we tried to conform to fit into what was the norms of society, which was European beauty. Right. So here we are coloring our hair. Mm -hmm. And the worst thing is coloring our hair and straightening it at the same time. Yes. Which leaves a lot of us with a lot of damage. Mm -hmm. So it got us thinking and talking. And we were like, this isn't just about, you know, I mean, we're speaking from a black woman's perspective because, well, we're black women. Right. And that's our reference. It's really going to be hard for me to say. Yeah, "Yeah, girl. You know, when I was white. (laughs) Right. You know, Becky, we don't have Becky's journey. Sorry. I mean, it's just more so like we can't speak from that liberal point. I can speak from a overall in general broad stroke because of it being a cosmetologist, well, but I yeah. can't speak from a personal per, a personal journey. Right, and this is all about personal journey. Right, so we are going to stick to what we know. Right, specifically, we were thinking, you know, like black hair care products were usually created by us all the way down to from the first pioneer of black hair products, and that is Madam C.J. Walker. Right, so it's always been a common folk person. Someone who has created something for the necessity of hair care in our culture, right? Right. So it was, you know, originally Madam C.J. Walker. And then, you know, in modern times, we went to relaxers. But relaxers at some point got dominated by European 
companies. Right. Like Clairol, not Clairol, um, L'Oreal. Right. Bought up a lot of black hair care products. No, I didn't know. Well, now who who was the the sponsor for the Bonner Brothers? Or were they? Did they have their own? They always had their own. Mm-hmm. So Chicago, let me tell you, I don't know if the Bonner Brothers are from Chicago. They might actually be from Atlanta. But a lot of major yeah. black hair companies like Afro Sheen yep. and stuff like I was that. Mention Afro they Sheen. based they were based out of Chicago. Okay. For a long period of time, Johnson and Johnson kind of set the footprint for that because okay. they had Johnson and John, Johnson products makeup, fashion fair, right. all of these things that were geared towards us by us. So it was, they were the original FUBUs okay. of the hair care industry, there right? For mm-hmm. us, by us. Right. And that actually was always how it was. Yeah. It was for us, by us, but it wasn't always big machines or big names behind right. it. It was usually someone who had a journey in hair, mm-hmm. whether it was their own personal journey or they were a professional journey because maybe they were professional licensed people yes. like the Miss Jessies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, modern day, Miss Jessie was two sisters yes. who were on their own hair journey because they were biracial. Mm-hmm. But but because they were also working with curly hair, they were mastering curly hair, not only from their own personal experience, but from their salon experience because right. they were both cosmetologists. Right. Right. Then you had Carol's daughter. She wasn't a cosmetologist. She saw a need for natural products. So she started literally cooking in her kitchen mm-hmm. products to accommodate both bath and um, like body and, and face and hair. Yep. To create cosmetics for us, by us. Exactly. Okay? And you had other small companies that appeared, like Shea Moisture was a family business. I believe that the history for that was that they were, they were you know, me and my fun facts. Yes. <laughs> was that you, they she's were. She's on a roll. You I'm know this, roll. right? Human Google is, is her, her, her uh, I'm not machine even looking this up, so I'm hoping that I'm giving credit due to leave. I can't even say it. I hope I'm doing right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Porky, Porky. Right, right. Right. <laughs> With my information, I mean, I can always share links later in the description, but I do believe that I'm accurate right so far. There you go. And Shea Moisture was a family-owned recipe and business, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is that it was, again, a journey. A family journey, right? Mm-hmm. The family was journeying together, finding products, making products, and doing stuff to satisfy a need. Right. And now... Um, mm. So, it's a lucrative business. It is. Hair care in general, beautification in general, is a very lucrative business. And for those who make it well, make it well. That right? is true. Like, right. they do very well by it. It works for them. Right. I mean, it's a billion dollars a, a industry, right? Yeah. The problem is that then there's bandwagoning. Yeah. And people get involved with it that don't necessarily, they may have a journey, but they have more celebrityism. Yeah, no. Than they do auth- the journey. Yeah. It's not as authentic, it's not authentic as those everyday people who have. You know, they were they were on a path or was walked by meaningful everyday people, you know, who were just dissatisfied with something. So they made their own way like we always do, Mm -hmm. you know. But when you have celebrities finding their way into the situation, it turns more into a profit margin. Right. And to be lucrative than necessarily authentic. Right. In my opinion. Overall, I don't like it. 
I mean, and that's just a, that's a professional and a personal opinion. Right. I don't like it. I don't understand why I need to use products made by celebrities because first of all, people look at them and they think that the products that they're promoting are the products that they're using. And we can't say that that's 100% true. No. Second of all, they have people doing their hair. And you at home doing your own hair. Right. Unless you go into a salon that's promoting these same hair products and using them on you. What what are we doing? Exactly. What's the point? And then, I mean, you know, Gabrielle Union, no offense. She wears but wigs 90% say, of the time. She's the queen of, you know, a pieces, a wig, or whatever. We, Kenya I think, Moore. Everybody mm-hmm. think that that girl got some beautiful hair. Yes, she does. Oh, yeah. However, she wears, in, she wears um, clip-ins. Right. To add volume and length to her hair. Exactly. Don't get it twisted. Right. Okay? So don't think that that's, you know, that her hair is automatically growing from this new product that she has. Right. That's not true. And, and then they, she, she had a, pro- there's a point of part of her product where it's talking about some edges. And I'm like, I ain't never seen her with bad edges. But I highly doubt it's because she was using this product. Right. But if it works, you like it, I love it. However, you know, that's the shadiest statement in the world. Right. You like it. I love it. Yes. Okay. (laughs) So, I mean, I just don't, I don't like it. I don't, I don't think that they need to be a part of this journey for others. You know, I don't believe their journey. Right. Because again, they have money to pay people to keep their hair on their heads and the beautiful bounties of hair that they have is not as a doing of their own. Not uh, past genetics. You know what I'm saying? Agreed. Past genetics, it's not their own doing. It's other people being paid to do it. Again, you know. Not authentic. Not authentic in their journey. So that's just my opinion, professional and personal. The bad part about it is that you have people standing. Standing? Standing. Standing, yes. sorry. Stan. I'm, so I'm a stand is to. a, I guess you could say it's a super fan. It's a person who like basically fans out for a person no matter what they do yeah good la, or bad they like just all of the beehives well a la, yeah or a la eminem's song right well we that's where to, the the, okay. the origination of the name came from the song stand which if you know eminem's song it right. was about an extreme fan but the fan also had some mental issues right and commits suicide but also kills off somebody just all over the fact of allegedly looking at the lyrics or something right. of Eminem's Eminem. song. So, yeah. Well, the point is, people really need to be careful in their standing. Ooh, mm-hmm. I got it. Yeah. In, their, <laughs> in their standing for these celebrities because we don't know what the products, they, we don't know if they've been tested. We don't know what's in those products. We, we definitely don't know whether they're using them themselves. So we don't... I think that's more of it because I can't say that they can put something out there and not have it tested and everything like that. Right, it still that's has true. to go through something. But I think it's more of the, is it authentically products that they're using right are the results that we see them in on their head the results of them using these products or is it that they were using other things and then they decided to get in on the hair care lucrative train exactly a bandwagon right and the prop well the problem with that is if you're bandwagon band wagoning okay i'm getting really good at this if you're bandwagoning on this you don't necessarily know, you know, whether this is really a healthy thing for your hair. And right. that's what, and that's really what our focus right. is all about, you know, exactly. healthy you uh, could go products out and, use... and things like that and having healthy hair. Yeah, you go out and try these products and it ain't good for you. Exactly. Even though 
you know, you're looking at this bounty of hair on Kenya Moore's hair head, excuse me, it doesn't mean that her products are going to do the same for you. And some people are saying, oh, I'm getting results. Are you? Well, then that's great. But that's not everybody. Exactly. And it's not to say that everything is supposed to work for everybody. It's saying, but black people do tend to want to support. In, indeed. Each other. Yes. And we got to do more than just talk about it. We got to be more about it. Exactly. So don't do not do it just because it's Kenya Moore. Do it because it's a really good product. Exactly. And it's really beneficial. And don't to do your... it because you think you're going to look like Kenya Moore. Hey, you right. ain't waking up looking like Kenya Moore. Only Kenya Moore can look like Kenya Moore. Did you just? That's right. Say it with your chest. I just pat my chest. That's right. <laughs> I'm saying it from the heart. It's from my heart. That's right. <laughs> She had her own personal journey. And so, you know, that's her journey with her hair. That doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to be your journey. And the whole idea of this is to make sure that you have healthy hair. Do those products help to ha- help you to have healthy hair? Speaking of hair issues and the effects on women's health and, you know, specifically black women, um, there was a new Google study that went out. Um, a couple of months ago, and it was about the effects of hair coloring and hair straighteners on women's hair and health, more so their health. And it was saying that basically women who were who use hair dyes and chemical straighteners, either individually or specifically together, were at higher risk for breast cancer and other cancers. And it got me to thinking, or it got us to discussing in our um, possibility hour. Group. Um, call, group call about the effects of this like you know we're all natural but is it possible that it in our past experiences of our hair could have made us at a higher risk and then it also got us to questioning well for myself right like what are the facts of this like who were the people they studied because at this particular point we're like two almost two generations in Two decades, I was just saying, about 20 years in of people being natural, like full on natural. So we literally have children who are now young adults Mm -hmm. who have grown up with no chemical straighteners, Mm -hmm. not even in some cases, not even flat irons. You know what I'm saying? Some of them, their hair was either locked very young or they just never wore chemicals in their hair. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, who are these women? You know, Mm -hmm. so it just got us into a discussion. So in our discussion, the interesting fact is that I am a cosmetologist. Mm-hmm. And then our third party, as we always say, she thinks oh, she's our third <laughs> member. Yes, our, our individual, invisible member, sorry. Invisible member, Dana, is a licensed trichologist. Now, we're going to have her explain what trichology is, what is a trichologist in a minute, but we were really just wanting to discuss this hair this hair um, situation. Like, I mean, this, this study. Mm-hmm. Because... I mean, I had my opinion, and my opinion was, I don't think this could be something... These had to have been older people. I just assumed right. so. Yeah. And yeah. I, it, it does And I that. believe it said 35, and I think it was a 35 to 65 Or 70-something. Was it 70? 65. So actually. we actually mm-hmm. have the link, and we're sitting here looking at it. Um, I, I remember seeing it in here somewhere, and that's what I get for not... I thought you had up. read it off to us before, I and it was like did. 65 or 72 mm-hmm. yeah, or something I, like that. 35, I think, to 70-something. Yeah. And, and that... But see, that's about right. And because, that is. Yeah. And that makes sense, because, mm-hmm. yes... I mean, up until what? Like, literally the late 90s, 
we were still relaxing our hair. And yes. for some of us, still relaxing our hair all the way up until maybe 2010. Mm-hmm. And some of us are still at natural coloring their hair, i.e. me. And well, I, I color my mm-hmm. hair, but okay, so from a perspective, I don't know. I think color is a chemical. Let's yes, just it is. Let's just mm-hmm. put that out there. Color is a chemical. Color is a, as a chemical does react and cause your hair to have be altered. Mm-hmm. Your hair is altered. The cuticle is raised. Color is deposited or removed. Mm-hmm. It is having an effect on the hair shaft. Absolutely. Yeah. And that study actually included the coloring and the relaxer. That was the huge right. that they were double processing Thank the hair. Thank you. And that's where I mm-hmm. was like, no, it's not just color only right and it's not it could be just the chemical straighteners because they're harsher chemicals Mm -hmm. especially relaxers chemical relaxers they're right there with drano but when they when the (laughs) no they no no it's not it's not a lie it's a fact (laughs) okay but when they gave the data level they're as high of a a base as a as drano right Mm -hmm. okay sorry Mm -hmm. but when they did when they were explaining the numbers and they were talking about african-american women Mm -hmm. they they explained it with color and relaxer right right so that's what made that number so huge right but it's still even with the number being huge even if you broke that down, mm-hmm. I can almost guarantee oh. it's still a crazy number. Yeah, it is. I, 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 I mean, believe, really. I believe that it could be. I guess. I guess I'm thinking like, again, once again, it's about what's happening. So a friend of mine was talking right mm-hmm. over the holiday, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Oh, this one um, hairstylist told me to never put a permanent, re- um, use permanent color, only um, semi-permanent color." Mm-hmm. And I said, mm, "I kind of differ." I said, it depends on what kind of coloring process you're doing. I said, see, so what's detrimental and specifically to black women is lightening our hair. Right. Because that's a harsher chemical. Lightening hair, bleaching, as many people refer to it, is stripping color from the hair. Okay. So that's breaking down the hair more than depositing color. So let's just say you just want to cover your grays. You're not trying to lighten your hair. You're just trying to make them dark like the rest of your hair. Mm-hmm. You're just depositing color. Yeah. Albeit you do have to lift the cuticles to get that color under there. That process is not as harsh as lifting color, pulling the natural melanin away, and then depositing or leaving yeah. it without color. I'm going to be honest with you. I did After hearing that study... I didn't even go through all of that as mm-hmm. far as how much and this much and semi-permanent and permanent. Mm-hmm. Bottom line is, it's a chemical. It's a chemical. Yeah. And it's impacting our health. It period. Is. Well, <laughs> my thought upon, about it is that, you know, our ancestors or those who came before us or even the generation who came before our generation, like maybe the generation who came before my parents' generation, they never you know, dye their hair or, or use chemical straighteners or anything like that. And so our bodies to me are not equipped to handle all of that. And so the response to that is to, you know, like a cancer or, or something like that, because our bodies are not breaking it, breaking those things down. I mean, there's so many different um, conversations about People who, you know, this is even before the hair dye, the whole idea and effects of the chemical straighteners and because of mm-hmm. what what's in the chemical straighteners. Right. Um, and and I, my thought has always been, well, 
how in, in terms in terms of our gener- the, the African American women and why the study is so is is greater why, why my idea is why it could be determined to be greater in African American women is because again our bodies are not equipped to handle all of these uh what is it foreign substances in our body I it's just, just it's, I, it's it's hold on a sec it's just like the our <clears throat> our body's response to um salt you know high blood pressure uh 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 sugar diabetes uh you know things that we <laughs> things that we um are not our our system really wasn't used to or our system is really not supposed to intake because our system is not equipped to break those things down that's just my my take on it i don't agree okay the distinction that maybe you can say you can refer to the, that that is different between, say, a person with straight hair versus a person with curly hair is the cuticle. Okay. Com- a compacted cuticle versus an easily, um, or what's the word I'm looking for? Pliable cuticle. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay. So in that case... And the fact that white people's naturally natural hair color levels usually start above three. Okay. Okay. So one is the darkest, 10 is the lightest. Mm -hmm. And as you go up the scale from one to 10, it gets lighter and lighter and lighter. So usually most white people, even when they're brunettes, Mm -hmm. their brunette is not our brunette. Right. Our brunette is deeper and is darker. Just like Asian people's hair. Their hair is one of the coarsest hair, even though it's stick straight. That's sort of the problem. It's stick straight. Their cuticle is compacted more than you would expect. And their hair is, their melanin is compacted. So when melanin is in a hair shaft, Mm -hmm. the darker it is, the more melanin cells you have. Right. You have a certain number. You have the blue and the red Versus the yellow mm-hmm. melanin cells, okay? Mm-hmm. When your hair is lighter, you have less because you have more of the yellow. You have less red and blue. So, therefore, that's why your hair is lighter. And you sharing, just- sharing this to say what, though? I'm sharing this to say that the effect of color mm-hmm. is not because of a, chem- a body, only specifically because of genetics or I- body makeup or black versus white. But you it's just, the hair itself in the process of what's happening to get the hair color to, like I said, to deposit or remove the hair color. Okay. So if you're blonde already, in your case, your hair is lighter than my hair. Mm-hmm. So I can take your hair and I don't have to use the same developer on your hair to get it lighter than I do on my hair. I need more. Mm-hmm. Because my hair is darker, it takes more to get it lighter. I got you. So <clears throat> the effect is it's going to be different if I was white with dark hair, okay? My dark hair may not be the same and my cuticle may affect is going to affect that process because I'm not going to have curly hair. I will my more than likely have a straighter hair, which has an effect on that process. So it's other things to it. It's not just a we're black and they're white I'm or not, I'm something. Mm, I wasn't saying mm. that. But I heard it as that. So what I'm saying is that because you said it's just like when there's an effect of diabetes or sugar mm-hmm. and salts on us. Mm-hmm. Diet and exercise is still body makeup is still in. It's going to be about who you are. Yes, there are some genetic dispositions and some genetic um, overtures, actually, that blacks and whites will not be identical. OK, but in the end, if you're. If you're eating certain things that are not compatible with you and your body type or whatever, and you're not doing certain things, that's going to have an effect 
Period. But you just kind of proved my point a little bit by saying the the cuticle, the access to the cuticle and the access to the melanin, that's still part of your genetics. Most of us have, and I'm not saying it's a black and white thing, but <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I am talking about genetics in the sense of it, it could be possible that the, the, the occurrence happens more in African-American women, affects African-American women more prominently than other cultures because of what you just said. So you said that uh, somebody with curly hair has a different access, the, the color and the straightener has a different access to the cuticle, just like someone with lighter hair or darker hair, the, the, the color and the chemicals have a different access to the cuticle based on their melanin. Is that what you were saying? No, I think it's, I'm just a different, it's just here. a different effect. Where okay. I want to go with this is that it's not only just a genetic, it's not specifically and only that. It would be what we're doing and why we're, you know, what we're trying to achieve and why we're doing it. Okay. Because white people, most of them on the average, let's just say, because we were talking about the effects on black women. That's why right. it's so genetic yeah. and we're talking about the distinction, right? Right. So white people a lot of times start coloring their hair at like 10 and 12 years old. But to me, it's not about the... So when I look at this study, mm -hmm. to me, I'm thinking about application more so than I'm thinking about okay. the actual color so and the straightener. Is I'm thinking about the application because the hair that's hanging, this is dead. It is. This mm -hmm. is dead. So mm -hmm. for me, it is what was applied to the scalp. What but, touched the scalp is what is actually going into the body that would then cause the cancer. So, this, so it doesn't matter about this curliness or not curly and all of that. Maybe that has to do with the... You know, depositing the color and all that. I'm but it not, is application. But application meaning that you put this stuff on the scalp somehow. And I'm so what I'm okay. saying. Okay. So, so, what I'm so saying it's is not that about the hair. The two okay. people, okay. if two people sat down and they're both getting highlights, black or white, curly hair or straight hair, the application is the same. Right. It's just a matter of the straw, the strength of the chemical okay. to achieve the, the end result. Gotcha. Okay. okay. Now, that so makes sense to me. All right. Now, so that makes sense. You talk about the strength of the chemical. Right. So, and that's why I'm saying, okay. like, okay, you were saying, like, well, color could be a, a culprit by itself. And I'm saying, well... The study was showing it like the accelerated, there was a distinct difference of numbers between blacks and whites. Yes. Why would color have that effect on black people more than white people because when white people are more, in, they're, they more engage themselves with color historically. But you but brought now up, you just, you brought up just a, brought, a more valid point. Right. But I said it, that, well, well, honestly, I said that in the beginning. I said for me and you to hit the same color, the outcome, mm -hmm. you starting off with lighter hair, mm -hmm. it's not going to take as much. Me, I'm going to go through a harsher process. That, and so this is my, I was getting ready to get there. So we have a tendency to use the, especially the straightener, the straightener. The highest strength. That's what I was going to say. We do. So then that may be the cause as right. a I mean I'm, I'm throwing out so to me mm -hmm. it could be a combination of all of those things. oh, oh yeah, say that? absolutely we all in agreement so, on that okay. absolutely I can so agree with that now that we know that I want to kind of tie in Dana to this now because <clears throat> this also has something to do with hair loss as, as well mm -hmm. so now we need to kind of get into you know what you do and and what you found through your study with trichology okay and um 
to kind of continue in your journey. Our right, in mm-hmm. your journey. Like, mm-hmm. what got mm-hmm. you to trichology? So, first, explain to us what is trichology. Okay, and, so. And hold on, before you do that, explain it in relationship to what we're talking about, and okay. then we can go to you. Well, because I kind of want to tie this in. Well, bring in both, but she got to say what it is first yeah, and then true. relate it to this. Okay, okay. Go ahead. I'm Dana. <laughs> I'm a certified trichologist, and what trichology is, is the study of scalp disorders, hair loss, and hair. And regards to um, the study, I guess from my point of view Mm -hmm. of being a trichologist, I'm just thinking about it on simple terms of that it's chemicals, Mm -hmm. right? Chemicals that's going into the body is going to affect the body. Mm -hmm. So rather that's a color, a relaxer, a perm, I don't know (laughs) what else, it is affecting the body. Mm -hmm. And so obviously having a double process being applied to the skin you're going to have higher numbers. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't, um, for me, it's not about the hair being curly or not, but uh, Farika made a good point in regards to the strength of the product. Obviously that's going to make a big difference. Mm-hmm. But the reason I, I decided to go into trichology is because I was um, dealing with some hair loss issues. Um, I've been a sister lock consultant for almost 20 years. I'm also a master trainer for sister locks. And so I've been natural for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. And so I couldn't understand. I was taking care of my hair. I have a regular regimen. I don't put chemicals in my hair. And so I was not understanding why I was losing density. I'm doing everything right in my mind. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. However, I had to look internally about what was going on with me. How was I eating? Am I drinking enough water? Am I getting enough vitamins and minerals? And when doing that that work, meaning to find out the root cause, I realized or found out that I was having issues with fibroids. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. Else be, I didn't even think about I, that. You yes. know what? Yes. yes. We'll talk in a second yeah. a little bit more on yeah, that. But yeah, we're going to have to because, yeah, because, mm-hmm. okay, well, yeah. So um, what I've learned, obviously, after studying trichology is each follicle um, has a blood source to mm-hmm. each follicle. Mm-hmm. And so if my body was basically feeding the fibroids with blood, mm-hmm. then it was not going to my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. But that was just one factor that I realized had contributed to my hair loss. Mm-hmm. And so once I got that resolved mm-hmm. uh, with the fibroids, then I could see my hair starting to grow back in. Mm. Wow. Interesting. Yes. Yes. That's so funny, though, because now I'm going to have to share yes. my portion of that in that I have struggled with fibroids. But I didn't experience hair loss, so I thought. Oh, so it's not on my head. Oh, oh, funny thing, and I feel like I'm telling too much. <laughs> I damn yeah. sound. It sounds like oh. it already before you get started. Right. Right. Brace yourself. Brace yourself. <laughs> Any children in the room? I go ahead. No, but you know, forget y'all. <laughs> I am a self-identified hairy woman, okay? I got Mm -hmm. hair on my legs. I've always had hair on my legs, you know, Mm -hmm. and everything. But when I was at my sickest Mm -hmm. or more like most anemic point, Mm -hmm. my hair legs, my hair, I didn't shave for almost a year. Oh, wow. And that was miraculous. I thought I was, I was like, oh, it must be an age thing. I didn't even connect the Mm -hmm. dots. Never Mm -hmm. even considered it. I kind of considered it after I was told how anemic I was, because mm-hmm. at that okay. point I was transfusion level, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So understanding that, 
having an effect on my breathing and all this other stuff, it made good sense. Like that's ox- that's blood flow, right? right? And like you said, each follicle has a, a blood source. So if I wasn't getting blood, but it never happened to my head, mm-hmm. be- probably because I my hair is so dense. Oh. If it did, I wouldn't have noticed, noticed it. it. Nobody right. would have noticed it right. without, like you say, like a what you do, like mm-hmm. looking on this like real surface level. Right. And at this point, it may not be so obvious either because it's probably grown back. Well, because I noticed my. Well, I'm sure you have again. to lose about. <laughs> You lose about thirty okay. percent. <laughs> I'm shaving again, so there goes that. You don't, you don't really see the hair loss until you lost about thirty percent. Wow, thirty to forty percent is when it become apparent by the naked eye. Yeah, mm. yeah. So wow. now a lot of time have went by right. before you really can really see. Oh yes. my god! So mm-hmm. if I just never caught this, right. let's just say, let's just say, mm-hmm. I never caught the fibroids, mm-hmm. never figured, like, got my anemia under control. Yeah. So at this point, I possibly could have, is what you're Absolutely. saying. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Interesting. Absolutely. Interesting. I know a lot of people that deal with or suffer from fibroids. So now I'm like, gosh, yeah. did you guys have, you know, have any hair lo- loss mm-hmm. in some area? you know, of your body, whether it be on top of your head or wherever, that leads to, you know, some other conversations in terms of health and wellness and mm-hmm. how you eat and exercise and blah, blah, blah. But that's a whole nother and, story. And that's obviously episode, fibroids right? are very common with African-American women. women and right? that's where I'm like, ding dong, right. you know, that, right. Now, mm-hmm. that study, going back to the using the trichology and linking it back to the study yeah. and bringing in what you just said, yes. right. just to educate the people listening, fibroids are technically a benign tumor, tumor. Right. which means that they are mm-hmm. quote-unquote cancerous cells. They're just benign. Mm-hmm. And the difference between mm-hmm. benign and malignant is obviously, <laughs> in case no one knows, malignant is when you have a full case of cancer where it can kill you. Right. Okay, But benign tumors can live anywhere in the body, be anywhere. They don't affect you except for the fact that they are either stealing blood source right. or they are impacting, say, another organ or something because of their size. Uh-huh. So now this study yeah. makes sense. That's why the, I can see now why that number uh-huh. would look higher. Albeit they were linking it to breast cancer, mm-hmm. they were saying can- higher risk of cancer, period, right. too. You know what I mean? They had both. They right. identified mm. the breast cancer, mm-hmm. but there is a rise in black women with breast cancer. And also now but fibroids yeah. is our area. Yes, ma'am. That the numbers are so significantly different mm-hmm. that it's ridiculous. But right. now I'm starting to think about, you know, other female organs. Like there's a, a high number of women that suffer from um Picos. Over uh, uh ovarian oh. cancer. Yes. yes. You know what I mean? Um and then you think of colon cancer, there's a high number of women that you know yeah. suffer from colon cancer and this is all in the African American community. Mm-hmm. Um so So a- you combine these chemical processing mm-hmm. the way that we fibroids eat. And the way that we eat. Mm-hmm. And what we we're get. eating actually. Uh-huh. Yeah. What uh-huh. we're eating specifically. And, we, yeah. and this number is huge. And yeah. then on top huge. of that, there's stress. Yes. Because so oh. my hair loss has always been from stress. Like mm-hmm. I know when I'm extremely stressed because I get she gets what she patches. Mm-hmm. Tricked. Oh, word. you pick. She, it's not necessarily she. You did not, say you were picking at one point. I did. Trichomania. Yeah, yeah, trichomania. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. you pick it. Yes, mm-hmm. I did pick it a little, but that was not when I first. Like when I first 
had a um, a ball patch in the back of my head. I was um, in school mm-hmm. and I was pledging, mm-hmm. and it was very very stressful. Mm-hmm. And I wound up getting this huge, and I wasn't picking anything. Just mm-hmm. I just got this huge, and it was pack. circular. No, it wasn't circular. This one was just no, it was okay. kind of well, yeah, I guess you could call it. Yeah, circular. like. Yeah. A, like a patch, like yeah. a sm- area, like it was. Yeah. It was big. So there's a vitamin deficiency too. So yeah. vitamin uh, deficiency. Mm-hmm. I was definitely when I did this work and finding the root cause of my hair loss. Mm-hmm. I was deficient in everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. I wasn't drinking the right amount of water mm-hmm. per day, mm-hmm. and then I was eating the wrong foods. Because my study, um, my my practice is based off eating right for your blood type. Yeah, and so okay. I'm uh-huh. a I'm mm-hmm. a Mm-hmm. And for A's, you know, they tell you you should be borderline vegetarian. Yep. And I was eating all the wrong things. Right. So my body was secreting bad oil. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then that oil <laughs> was clogging the follicle. Uh-huh. So when the hair was trying to come out of the follicle, it had to squeeze out. Mm-hmm. So therefore, my density was lowered. Mm-hmm. Now that's- so it was so many factors that and went into it. And if it's the blood type, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm a, everybody, well, maybe people don't no, know. Don't. So let's introduce that. I'm a big proponent of the blood type diet. Mm-hmm. Yep. I see the results in myself. When I do the, when I follow what it says, follow, I see those specific outcomes mm-hmm. as it's prescribed. Mm-hmm. So... I'm about to say another thing is if you were eating things that were considered um, lectins, mm-hmm. as they considered that as the bad combination of your something bad with your blood type that don't mix well, mm-hmm. you are also decreasing probably the, the nutrients in your blood to supply yeah. to your hair. Oh, absolutely. Now, that's interesting, too. And, dehi- and, and my mm-hmm. hair was dehydrated. Yeah, I wasn't given enough water. That's wow. what I was yeah. getting ready to jump in and wow. talk about. So it was so yeah. many factors that contributed to my hair loss. Now, that's I just find all that interesting, again, because um, I'm, a building, I'm a bodybuilding competitor. And... My whole eating habits have changed significantly. Now, granted, before I became a um, bodybuilder competitor, I had started, I became a pescatarian. There were subtle changes in my energy level and, and all of those things, too. I'm a, a type A blood type as okay. well. And so a lot of things started to change. But the, the most significant change that I've noticed here lately is that I don't have... Um, uh, the dandruff, like, I mean, I used to have really bad, uh, dirt, sebia, dermatitis, really bad, not as bad as it used to be. And okay. I think a lot of it is because of the increase in my water intake, mm-hmm. you know, and that's because I compete. Um, and then I'm taking more supplements. My, I take a multivitamin daily and I wasn't doing that before. Okay. And that I really think has changed the whole, I take, um, fish oil, all of that. I take it consistently every day, you know, so I just think all of that, you're right, has a lot to do with your, your health. And then, and also in terms of my hair and my scalp, you know, that has really changed a lot. Your scalp, um, sometimes is the barometer to the body. Mm. It will, your hair and your scalp will let you know if something's going on inside internally. Right. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So is there anything that you kind of want to share with us that you've learned or experienced that is um, that could help them to prevent 
or lessen their hair loss or hair issues. I mean, we've talked about a lot. Obviously, they're the internal. Right. Obviously, they're internal. If you're seeing hair loss or scalp issues, you want to look internally. I mm-hmm. would tell you the first thing to do is go get a physical and get blood tests done. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Check your vitamin levels. Obviously, you want to check for, obviously, fibroids and things like that. Mm-hmm. And your hormone levels as well. Mm-hmm. That's a huge factor. If your mm-hmm. hormones are out of whack, mm-hmm. your hair can be out of whack. So can you elaborate a little bit more on the hormones only mm-hmm. because... We are, you know, women of a certain age. I hate that phrase, but I'm going to say it today. You a woman of a certain age. Anyway. I ain't going to be no woman of no certain age until I'm almost in the ground. We already had this discussion. Yes, I'm sorry. She is, you know. I mean, obviously, if you're going through the change, Mm -hmm. a lot of times, you know, you're low. I'm not going through the change officially. I'd like to let everybody know I'm still eligible. Okay. I'm a believer. I'm a believer in, um, you know, some people um, get... I think it's this new thing, bio, uh, bio metrics. Do you talk about? The, I can't remember where where they're getting hormones. And, no, they get oh, injected with hormones. Yeah. Um, the oh, I don't know why I'm having a brain fart. But bottom line, it's a pellet that is injected that mm. releases the hormones that if you're low in certain areas, uh-huh. bio identical hormone replacement. Mm. Oh Lord, Lord yes. today. <laughs> Here's the thought mm-hmm. that I have on that because hormones are a part of like so fibroids, according to the science, is a what they call it estrogen estrogen dominant disorder. Okay, right? Like it's only it's it's occurring more all because the body is holding on to estrogen instead right. of releasing it. Right. So that's where these tumorous nodules are showing up in and outside of the uterus. Mm-hmm. How is it that this could have, like, okay, I get the hormones, right? But you don't want to over, I mean, if you already have, like, say, fibroids or something, well, estrogen obviously. Well, ain't well obviously, do it. I mean, this is case by case, right? <laughs> right. This is definitely a case by case scenario. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely would be taking care of the fibroid situation first because that is part of why your hormones could be out of whack as well. So I would take care of that. So this is for someone that doesn't have fibroids as an issue, but they're out of balance. And it's typically a much older woman who's already been through the change. Right, right. And she needs to be leveled out. Got it. Okay, Mm -hmm. thank you. Yeah, and so obviously... Yeah, yeah, no. Uh Uh-oh. We don't want to double dose you here. (laughs) Not something else. No! Right. (laughs) But bottom line, hormones... I play a huge factor. Mm-hmm. And obviously, stress level is another thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Obviously, mm-hmm. if you're stressing, you can lose your hair. Mm-hmm. Typically, stress um, hair loss, that comes back. Right. Once right. you get it under okay. control. Because it's temporary. Because it's based upon the stress, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Right. Okay. Yes. So, you just want to look internally. That's the first um, point of action is get a physical, check your hormone levels, check your deficiencies, and work that out. Because 75% of the hair loss is internal. Wow. Hmm. And then obviously you might want to see someone that can help you on the external level. Right. Um, scalp care is another major thing. Mm-hmm. We have been taught to take care of our hair. Mm-hmm. Right. So when we shampoo, we put the shampoo on our hair and we just scrubbing the hair. Mm-hmm. But the hair that's hanging is mm-hmm. actually not alive. What's alive is the one the hair that it is attached to the blood source, which is inside the scalp. Mm-hmm. So you want to do scalp care. Okay. So just mm-hmm. like you do a, a facial, mm-hmm. you want to do a scalp facial. Mm-hmm. You want to clean the debris off your scalp mm-hmm. so that when you can put something on it, your scalp can actually receive it. Wow. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, 
I know I personally, even as a cosmetologist, don't really know how to do that. I mean, there are product lines that'll tell you, oh, use this for a scalp um, exfoliator or Mm -hmm. whatever, right? But overall and in general, the average practicing cosmetologist is not doing that, you know? And especially when it comes to scalp concerns, the first thing you're really technically taught, as you may know also as the sister lock training, Mm -hmm. is to tell them to go to the doctor. Right. Right. You know, go see a dermatologist. Go see a dermatologist. I only wave my hand for a second, though, but that ain't always the case for everybody. Like, they go to the dermatologist, the dermatologist gives them what, cortisone or something like that, and Mm -hmm. sends them on out the door and Mm -hmm. never inspects, like you said, what's happening on the inside because Mm -hmm. their job is skin. And, And it's good that you brought it up because I think. What people will hear is like, well, I've been going to my hairstylist for X amount of time. And then she's shooing me over to the dermatologist and dermatologist is shooing me out the door. And nobody's talked to me about this internal stuff. So going to the dermatologist, I find is just like if you go to your uh, primary doctor and you're having issues with your heart, where they're going to send you. (laughs) <laughs> to the, the cardiologist, right? Yeah. To a specialist. So, yeah. a trichologist is a specialist around scalp disorders, hair, and hair loss. Mm-hmm. So, you go to the dermatologist; they're going to do broad-based things. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're not going to go deep into how much, um, how many follicles you have per square inch, um, why mm-hmm. you're losing the hair, what you can do to get it back. They're not going to go through all, all those details. They're just going to give you a broad base regimen. And symptomatic and, too, right? Yeah, like they're right. going to be like, oh, your hair loss? Okay, mm-hmm. there must be one way that this could be occurring. And mm-hmm. not- They'll give you an anti-inflammatory because most of the time we're yep. inflamed. Mm-hmm. Um, and but that's going to be temporary. They don't right? say why. You're going to take that pill or whatever or use that cream for a certain period of time. It's going to resolve it for that moment. And then what had you inflamed is going to come back again. Interesting. Interesting. I just think now I wish that um, this information, well, yeah, that you knew this information years ago Mm because I had so many more people. Yeah, well, I wish I learned about it before I started both losing my hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and essentially, both of you could right. have truly benefited right. in your, you know, your your um, practice. profession. Yeah, mm-hmm. your practice. Uh, yeah, I could have just benefited just from <laughs> But you have. Overall, I, ooh, you just, you, you came upon it. Or yeah. came, upon, came upon it. But I've watched, came the, upon it. I've watched mm-hmm. the women over the years as a sister lot consultant. Um, doing all the right things and mm-hmm. still losing their hair. Yeah. But then everybody was so stressed out as well. So we just Very assume, true. oh, she's stressed. Or a lot of them right? had fibroids. Or they had yeah, fibroids. Mm-hmm. Or they would say, oh, my mom had thin hair. Yeah. I know that yeah. this is going to yep. happen to yep. me anyway. So they mm-hmm. never even considered to go get help because of that. Right. But you don't have to settle for my mom had thin hair or my mom didn't have a hairline or any of those things. You can actually go... And get to the root cause of of your hair loss. So now that we've had this discussion and we really appreciate you discussing all of this, where could we find you? You know, if people wanted to reach out either to ask questions or more importantly, to actually have a consultation and to see what's going on now that they are aware of what trichology is and that there are trichologists or as practitioners who are available to help them, how can they get in contact with you? Well, let me first say that um, first to um, even consider going to a trichologist, you have to be ready to commit 
to the uh, regiment and journey, uh, ready to comply and be consistent. Mm-hmm. So you have to be serious. I mean, that's just my advice. You want to be serious about your hair loss um, issue. So it's not just show up and try to investigate and then run off and do the right. stuff on your own kind right. of stuff. Right. right. And it's not just show up and <laughs> let me give you some shampoo and this is right. what I'm that's doing. Right. I just walk uh, away. No. Yeah. I'm actually going to try to help you and guide you to find the root cause of the hair loss first. Mm-hmm. Then I can come up with a personalized uh, regimen okay. so okay. that you can grow your hair back. Okay. Um, but I'm located in Chester, Virginia, outside mm-hmm. of Richmond, uh, Virginia. Uh, my website is haircaresinc.com. Okay. So that is the preferred place to go to find out more about trichology, what I'm up to, and you can also submit um, for a consultation. Okay, awesome. yeah. cool. And we're going to post that. Exactly. We'll have that link available mm-hmm. in the description of the podcast. Right. So they'll Great. be able to link, click right there and go to it. Perfect. Thank you, Dana. Thank you, Dana. Thank you. Our third invisible <laughs> member. Who is now very visible. Right. <laughs> Everybody now knows that Dana is not Mr. Snuffleupagus. Uh, she yeah. really does exist. <laughs> no, but I so appreciate you guys um, allowing me to be on your platform. I appreciate that. Well, cool. Thank you for sharing your journey. So what now? The, for the rest of this whole season, we're going to be talking about journey. Our journeys, other people's journeys. We're going to be talking to people uh, about the different topics that we've kind of stumbled into mm-hmm. as we become part of, you know, we as we've been transitioning during our journey. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that I want everybody to kind of take away from this whole season is that a journey is what you make it and that you have to embrace your journey and stop fighting. And by embracing it, what I'm saying is embrace the lessons that you're learning. Oh, so you don't get to run away? Nope. Sorry. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get to do it by yourself. No, Mm. that's right. You can't say, fuck it. I can do it by myself. Or you can't be the lady on the run. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) Can't be like us. Okay. Exactly. Look at your journey as a series of lessons that you can learn from. And then also the blessings that come from it. Like, like interesting. Because when I think about journey, your journey is going to happen whether you want it or not. Yep. Right. That's yep. true. Right. Yep. Right. Yeah, it's gonna, gonna happen. happen. Rather right. you fighting certain things in your life or embracing certain things, your journey is just the journey. When That's we look true. at these mm-hmm. biographies or we read an autobiography, in particular, yeah. like Obama, I mean Michelle Obama's book, mm-hmm. you read her journey. Yeah. Yep. And you, I mean, her journey was just the story of her life. Exactly. Right. Certain things she gravitated or grabbed, accepted, some she pushed away, mm-hmm. but she just shared her story. Yeah. It's going to happen with you mm-hmm. or without you. I mean, That's true. I think about it without your support. And basically. True, and this is great. I'm glad that you said that because, in true hummingbird form, what you, you know, what we're taking from our journey. We're now sharing with others so that they can be inspired. They can be, you know, this. We are sharing the innovation that we've gotten from it, mm-hmm. so that others can, you know, find their innovation in it as well. And again, like you say, just accept what you have. Mm-hmm. So that's. I'm glad that you. you what kinda, was the title again? I don't mind my journey. Uh huh. Do you mind your journey? I guess that's the question to take away. Right. Do you mind your journey? Hmm. Click on the voice messages link in the show notes to share your feedback, comments, or suggestions. In addition, you can follow us on Instagram at The Hummingbird Effect Pod or on Facebook at The Hummingbird Effect Podcast. Don't forget to follow our hashtags, hashtag The Hummingbird Effect Podcast and hashtag Keep Your Wings Humming to keep up with our posts on social media. And most importantly, subscribe to the podcast to get the latest episodes and share, share, share.